way for the town to gain community feedback to guide the vision of the future of Franklin as it relates to the open space and recreation spaces, programming, community events, things of that nature. Um, Steve Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet at WFPR.FM and in the local Franklin Mass area FM radio dial 102.9. So we're here with Brika Lai to talk about the open space and recreation plan. Now, Brika, that's a mouthful, but I'm sure there's a whole lot of details within that. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I've just settled with saying the OSRP. <laughs> OSRP, yes, acronyms, OSRP. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um so the town is the town is gearing up for the OSRP um 2023 update. Uh so that's a state required plan um every 5 to 7 years and it is exactly what the title states it is. It is a open space and recreation plans. What so is a plan for plans? It is a way for the town to gain community feedback to guide the vision of the future of Franklin as it relates to the open space and recreation spaces, programming, community events, things of that nature. Um, yeah. So it's not just one person saying, well, this is what I want to do. We're just going to set down the plan. We're going to go this, this, this. Mm, yeah. No, no. <laughs> there, there's a lot of stakeholder engagement that is involved with the OSRP. And it's an accumulation of staff, but the majority of Franklin residents. Mm -hmm. And I think you yeah. referenced kind of a plan for a plan. So it's really kind of the high level objectives we want to do this we want to do this we want to do this and then over the course of the uh, five to seven yeah. years individual projects will then hopefully come to fruition and, and at least we know in particular now that the town has purchased maple hill and schmidt's farm yep. those you know build outs if you will laying the trails determining the parking access points etc while the high level plan will say create the plan for Schmidt, create the plan for Maple Hill, and then the details will follow and then spin forward quickly we'll, for the next plan in 2020, what, 30 or something? Yeah, 2030. <laughs> then we'll look back and say, well, what didn't we do? What's left to do? Things of that sort before making the new one. That's exactly right. It is it is a roadmap and essentially a checklist for the town to to work off of based on what the community prioritizes as important to them. Um, the OSRP also provides an avenue for funding for the town. So there's a lot of DCR grants, a lot of mass DEP grants or just Massachusetts state grants in general that a requirement of being eligible for that grant is to have a current open space and rec plan. And part so. of the plan, I think there's also a significant kind of inventory piece. So these are our assets. This is what they are today. And then some of that may lead to kind of the high level goals to, as we talked, Schmidt and Maple yep. Hill to build out the plant, the uh, walking trails, whatever they're going to be there. 
Yeah. Um, on the back end, part of my job duty facilitating the OSRP is to take an inventory, for example, of all the um, fisheries and wildlife, all of the um, areas of critical concern or areas uh, habitat for threatened and endangered species, the topography, the soils, the geography of Franklin, in addition to census data. It's an inventory of senior citizens in Franklin, those that require ADA access um, for parks or other facilities, open space areas. Um, it's also an inventory of future projections for Franklin. So what will Franklin look like in 2030, 2040? Mm -hmm. Having seen some of the school population, it's not just the seniors that have uh, the ADA access requirements. There's young among us, so it really runs the gamut. And that, I think, is part of that planning piece that, okay, if it's called it 10% for the conversation, now you have to build to accommodate at least the 10% of that population accordingly. Yep, that's right. Um, so it's it's a really great comprehensive inclusionary plan in my mind. Um, it, it's a great intersection between rec programs and facilities and open space habitat areas and passive recreation. Right. Well, not yeah, just habitat, but water resources, you know, the environment, the natural world, that is. Yeah. We live amongst it. We need to recognize it. In some cases, we can use it in appropriate ways and not use it in inappropriate ways. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, the open space, a part of that, too, is also areas that just um, may need permanent protection. And that is just to function as it is alone, untouched as mm -hmm. well. The plan ultimately comes out as X number of pages of document. It's got tables and charts and maps and whatever, et cetera. But the input, I think, is one of the key pieces that, you know, will be happening over the next several months because you'll be holding some and providing multiple formats, I think, in order for people to provide input, look at what's what you've got and say, yeah, that's good. Or did you think about this? Or what about that? Absolutely. Um, so there are... Oh, gosh, it's a list, Steve, as you mentioned. <laughs> um, so I will start from the top and we'll work our way through it. Um, so engagement stakeholders in general for the open space are, are, are two part. You have focus groups. And so those are organized groups or organizations, not to be redundant, that utilize these open space and recreation areas. Um, I'll give you an example the um, football, fo mm -hmm. Panther football team, or yeah. you have a uh, cross-country skiing club, or you have um, the Rod and Gun Club, mm -hmm. um, not name-dropping, just talking off the no, top of my head are, here. Those are topic, yeah. topical examples, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are focus groups that routinely utilize these areas. Um, so through the entire open space process, which will be generally until September 2023, um, Conservation Department and Conservation Commission will be hosting um, bi-monthly focus group meetings. And they are themed with topics, for example, sports programs or recreation sports and programs, mm -hmm. or it could be climate change resiliency, forests, um, even down to specific location topics, parcel topics like Maple Hill. Maple Hill will have its own focus group meeting because it is so large or Schmidt Farm, for sure. example. 
And especially um, in those two cases, because there's also the uh, the abutters, the residents nearby yeah. who are also want to be cons- have an input in terms of what's coming to their neighborhood as opposed to Delcart. Well, it's already been an established place. Exactly. There still needs to be communication, but it not necessarily respectfully to the same level of detail as some of the others. That's right. Yeah. Delcart is, func- is functioning as it as it's going. So there's the focus group component of it. On the other hand, there's also the general public engagement. Um, So through the open space plan, there will be three public hearings, and that is for all residents, whether or not they're part of a formal organization or group, Mm -hmm. to provide feedback and ideas. Well, first provide ideas for the open space plan. um, That is the 2023 open space plan. And then provide comments on the draft plan. So there will be, you know, a month-long comment period. Um, there are m- many avenues and platforms to provide public comment to me, which we can get into, Steve. Um, but it's it's an intense, rigorous, but necessary stakeholder engagement process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm assuming it's particularly with the public forums, those to the extent possible will be made available via the TV and radio for replay. And then clearly the inputs, I'm assuming you'll have uh, both, you know, written comments as well as some online forums for those to accommodate different accesses. Yeah. So right now, currently, um, while we have a a soft launch, let's say, for the open space plan, um, since we have not yet had public hearings, there is a Google form located on the conservation web page that is just it's a it's a one text box Google form. So anybody can pop in there and provide a comment. For example, I would like to see this at Beaver Pond. I would mm-hmm. like to see this at Delcart. You know, I would like the town to acquire this parcel of land up my street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, something to that effect. There's also there will also be a two month long survey generally two months anyways, mm-hmm. um, so that the survey can be found at um, public places like the library, senior center, town hall, um, rec department. I'm also uh, accepting public comments through my email. Mm-hmm. Um, so at any time in the process, even if you're at work, if you know, you're know you at your child's football game, soccer game, you have an idea, send it to me. Um, so comments are accepted on a rolling basis. And then actually at the end of the open space process, all of those comments will be submitted into the plan um, no matter what. So right. it, it's it's a great way for residents to provide, to have their voice heard, sure. not just by the town, but also by the state. Right. And recorded for perpetuity, so to speak. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, um, other engagement opportunities. I am available and have made time to make presentations as well outside of these um, public hearings or focus group Mm -hmm. meetings. Um, I realize everybody's on a busy schedule and I want to cast the widest net possible to gain the most feedback. Mm -hmm. So if anybody has an organization or group or class, a scout troop, whatever, no age limit for feedback. Yeah, because we all should be having some sort of exercise within our abilities, and thereby we should have, we have an opportunity, whether we choose to actually take the opportunity to provide the feedback. If we have feedback, you're open to welcome that, and then it will be part of the plan going forward. So Absolutely. Yeah. 
And then as part of, and quick reminder for the listeners, yeah, the links that we've discussed so far, those will be in the show notes. You don't have to scramble. We'll include those. And then as the process goes forward, we'll continue to share those links. The reminders will come out in those different time periods for the the forums, the surveys, et cetera, et cetera. So don't have to do anything immediately other than just continue to listen and stay tuned. <laughs> And then I believe this all rolls up into the overall master plan for the town, because this is a key component of it. Yeah, so this will be included in the master plan um, dates for that uh, TBD. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But definitely after or at least started halfway through the open space process. And then just to pair it off a previous comment of the OSRP being a plan for plans or a roadmap, mm-hmm. the master plan is when you would get into those details of where trails should go, for example, at Maple Hill or where where a community garden would go, you know, at mm-hmm. Schmidt Farm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, there's lots of opportunities within that as I walk around the town, and that's part of what I do. And I think some of the listeners are familiar with that. I do some reporting by walking around. So I'll go walking around and see what's happening. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't yeah. see this. <laughs> so that helps me figure out what's going on and keep abreast of what what the changes are. And there have been quite a few changes, some more some more impactful in areas than others. But I'm looking forward to the positive changes that are coming with you know, not just Delcock, but the enhancements at King Street Field, uh, bringing more of the pickleball courts, which I know yeah. being funded through the Community Preservation Act. Um, and then in particular for the Schmitz Farm and then the Maple Hill, because Maple Hill, while I've been along Maple Street, I haven't really been into that Maple Hill section. So that is, mm-hmm. that'd be a nice new area for me to go walking at some point. Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to that. One of the biggest things I'm looking forward to for this plan myself is to hopefully introduce the resources that we have in the town to residents. You know, I, I, I want it to be a usable plan. You are right. It will have tables and graphs and maps and mm-hmm. all sorts of technical language and details. But at the end of the OSRP process, I would I would really like to be able to deliver something to the residents to show this is what you have in your town and in your community and this is how it is connected and relates to each other and go outside (laughs) or get involved in programming go run around for a little bit Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um very excited for that yeah well i can sense your excitement which i appreciate that's good (laughs) and i hope the listeners will as well and it sounds like we'll have an opportunity to do more of these as the process continues, the plan continues, and we can talk about other things that the conservation agent does as well. <laughs> How exciting. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you again for taking time today. And to the listeners, thank you. And we do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve.com at gmail.com. 
The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.